0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hey everyone, it's Nicole.
1: And I'm Ben. And you are listening to Wicked and Grim.
0: A true crime podcast. Warning, the following podcast contains graphic content and materials intended for a mature audience. You good? I'm good.
1: We had a bit of a, a, a blooper happen there. A blooper, a
0: blooper there. intro, like huge. Definitely not our first time.
1: Yeah, but we, we got it on the second second try. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Don't give me no side eyes. I didn't give you a you side did. eye. You did. You were judging
1: I me. I did not give you a side eye. <laughs> so I thought I fucked up. Maybe it's because I, I you're sitting off to my side a little bit. Probably. That's I just probably
0: honestly you. what it is. So... Why don't look at me, grin? Ben
1: I'm sorry I looked at you in your direction <laughs>
0: uh, What's okay. happening? What's shaking? Okay, I'm starting us off with a joke Let's hear it It is a Halloween joke Yes And I'm going to see if you You probably actually get it Because you're like the joke king, I feel like
1: The, jo- <laughs> the joke king? Joking? Oh
0: <laughs> Okay Why don't mummies take time off?
1: Ooh, why don't mummies take time off? It's going to have something to do with their rap Their mummy rap or something why don't they take time off? I don't know. Why don't mummies take time off?
0: They're afraid to unwind. Ah,
1: there we go. See, I... I yeah, I, I you actually
0: to. were pretty close. Good work.
1: Well, thank you. That was a good joke. It was a good joke. I know. I, I like that it. one. I really like it. Well done. Well done. Uh What else do we have to drop in this? Oh, okay. We got to thank patrons. hmm Because as you know, listening to the last episode, we we dropped a Patreon page and from not we didn't even post on social media nothing yet but we have seven patrons we got to thank who all went for the all access patron pass boom that is so awesome so thank you to amanda howitt stacy hazelton jamie worthen i'm really sorry if i'm pronouncing your names wrong because we are not we're terrible that. it's well known um morgan Ag- aguilar aguilar Ag- 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 uh, argue, how do you how do you say that?
0: Holy Hannah, Ben! I thought you were prepared. No, there's for this. no Hannah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, can I see? Agular. Agular. I don't know, Morgan. We're so sorry, but we seriously appreciate we you.
0: seriously appreciate you, um,
1: Sheila D. Dana Slater and Samantha. Thank you very much, all you guys. You guys made our day.
0: You're awesome. Like, honestly, that did make our day.
1: It did. That, yeah. That's incredible that we're getting such support from you guys. So thank you so, so much.
0: From the bottom of our hearts. From the
1: bottom of our our little wicked hearts.
0: Yes. Sorry, was my mic just a little echoey there when I yelled? It's all
1: good. It's all good. Okay. Um, but all these patrons are gonna get some awesome stuff like drunk, wicked and grim coming mm-hmm. up this month. Um, And we put out a little uh, post there asking what we should do for Drunk, Wicked, and Grim, like a case.
0: Which is pretty cool that they actually get to nominate stuff like that, eh? Oh, definitely. That's fun.
1: They're going to get that, like, priority kind of access pass when when we're looking for a a requested case. We we do have requested cases that we've taken from Instagram messages, all that sort of stuff, Mm -hmm. lots. But if we're really looking for one, we're going to go to them for that priority recommendation sort of
0: thing. Perfect.
1: But... The one that we're getting requested that I think we're going to go with is like the most haunted place in Canada. We need to look up what that is.
0: Yeah, I, don't, I was like, I was just going to ask you, do you know what that is? I
1: don't know what that is yet. No, we got to figure that out. So There's
0: probably a couple. I bet you there isn't one top one.
1: Well, no, though. we'll figure it out. But Jamie Worthen was the one who recommended that. And we're going to go with that. So thank you, Jamie.
0: Love it.
1: Yeah. Boom. What else do we got? Anything else to talk about? I got like a liter of iced coffee. I know we're both cool. drinking
0: iced coffee. So we just have this sound going on today. Clinkity clank. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. Which is super fun. Okay. I don't think so. We, we good could, to roll? We can probably just die right in here.
1: Let's do it. Let's, let's just head first into the case. What are we rocking? Oh
0: my goodness. Oh my goodness. Are we ready? Are we? I'm ready. Are you ready?
1: Like spaghetti. Sweet. If it's cooked properly. If it's uncooked, then it's not very ready.
0: But also spaghetti is like better the second day. What? No. Yeah. No. It, it like absorbs the flavors. That's a known thing. Lots of soup is better the second they do. Yeah,
1: soup, not spaghetti. <sighs> Whatever. The sauce might have like-
0: More flavor?
1: The sauce maybe, but not spaghetti noodles and like-
0: Not the noodles. That's what, what I thought you were talking about, the about.
1: Sauce. I was talking about- When I sp-
0: think of spaghetti, I think of the sauce.
1: But I was talking about spaghetti noodles being uncooked.
0: Oh word. Okay. Let's oh, just let's just get When I was started ready here. like
1: spaghetti, I was like talking like a cook spaghetti we're f- noodle.
0: Five minutes in and we're already going downhill.
1: <laughs> Very so, downhill. We're arguing. So we about gotta spaghetti noodles. we
0: gotta start here.
1: Okay, okay, okay.
0: Okay. Okay, so I'm going to start the story off by sharing Kelly Martin's story.
1: Sure Kelly tell
0: oh do tell is that yes. what you said
1: sorry i was like <laughs> i interrupted you to say do tell at the same time My I bad. like
0: what oh kelly was a wife and mother to two beautiful girls she was a school librarian who was described as making every single person she came into contact with feel special and important which Uh-oh. right away i'm just like um i love her no that's shit that's so
1: awesome hyping other people up
0: yeah like i just wish more people did that actually She loved Christmas. It was one of her favorite times of year, which I also love because I also love Christmas.
1: Christmas is dope.
0: She would, however, have an accident one particular Christmas retrieving decorations from the attic. Her husband handed her a box, and she went down the ladder. As she was going down the ladder, she missed the step below her, causing her to fall backwards. Which is like eek because we have a ladder and I think about that often.
1: <laughs> because we have a ladder.
0: Well, no. we Like in our tiny home, like our loft is one of them is a ladder. Yes. And it sketches me out. I'm always like, you can't touch me when I'm on the
1: ladder because. Well, I mean, it's fair. It's because scary. Ladders are like a very high accident prone yeah. thing especially in the workplace and stuff like that's a lot of incidents happen on ladders
0: well and like ours going up and down with socks scares me it's slippery it's just like so i was just like oh my goodness this poor lady like she fell oh yeah,
1: just hold on tight
0: um so she went through the holiday season exercising her back even doing some physical therapy but her newfound back pain would not seem to go away wanting to be pain-free once again and be able to enjoy a chop of a Tropical vacation with her husband Kelly would meet Dr. Christopher Dunch Does that name ring a bell to you?
1: It does not But I I, I know slightly of this case So I know who it's probably going to be
0: mm. So Dr. Dunch Was a new hotshot neurosurgeon With a very impressive resume A catchy infomercial And a five star rating She would select him to perform the surgery She needed to get rid of her back pain When she needed, what she needed done was described as a very simple surgery, very routine. Their surgery was to repair a torn piece of disc material compressing the nerves in her back. The surgery would take place at Baylor Regional Medical Center. During Kelly's surgery, she would start profusely bleeding. Her routine surgery turned into a medical emergency. Not Not good. The anesthesia anesthesiologist who how almost butcher that
1: you good you're was good.
0: expressing concern over and over again during the procedure that he could not get her blood pressure up she was continuing to lose more and more blood with her breathing becoming labored and she was growing paler by the minute just all around not a good situation that's
1: major blood loss Shit. she was
0: drastically deteriorating the whole time Dr. Dunch did not address the situation maintaining that Kelly was okay. She, however, was not okay and was later pronounced dead.
1: Son of a bitch. Dang, that's, oh, that sucks.
0: Kelly had bled to death. Dr. Dunch had cut a blood vessel and tore a hole in a vein, causing this routine surgery to rather be a medical emergency with a terrible outcome.
1: That was not addressed. You just let it go.
0: As the medical team went to inform Kelly's family, they just knew from the looks on their faces. That, like, gives me shivers. Dr. Dunch would, however, never make eye contact with them, but rather just looked down at the floor. This family had lost their mother, and this was not Dr. Dunch's first incident, but rather his first surgery-backed, after being demoted to performing only minor procedures, when just a few months earlier, he had paralyzed his closest friend, Jerry Summers, in another botched surgery that left him a quadriplegic.
1: Holy shit.
0: This, my friends, is the cruel story of the victims of Dr. Christopher Dunch, also known as Dr. D or Dr. Death, a person in a position of power taking advantage of people in moments of complete weakness.
1: That's one hell of a pseudonym, Dr. Death.
0: Dr. Death, Can you imagine if that was like.
1: Holy fuck.
0: Oh, like just cringe. So, in this man of less than two years, Dr. Death injured 33 out of his 38 patients. That's an 87% outcome of getting fucked up by this guy. <laughs>
1: Holy
0: shit. Like, no, thank you, right?
1: Wow. He moved
0: from one hospital hospital to another until his medical license was suspended and finally revoked.
1: Wow. How how many patients did he have to go through before it was revoked?
0: Well, we'll get there.
1: Okay, okay.
0: We'll get there. Wow. Okay, so Christopher Dunch, I was going to refer to him as Dr. D this whole time.
1: Can we call him Dr. Douche?
0: Do we like Dr. D or do we like Dr. Death? I feel like Doctor D could be like a porn name.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I, I'll I'll go back and forth. Okay, so Doctor D, <laughs> Christopher Dunge, was I'm just born. Think
1: porn <laughs> names now. Sorry, go ahead.
0: Was born in Montana and spent spent most of his youth in Memphis, Tennessee. His father was a physical therapist, and his mother stayed home. In high school, he was a football star. After graduation. Graduating, he would initially attend a small college in Mississippi to play football, later transferring to Colorado State University. Though he trained harder than anyone, he lacked talent in the game and eventually returned home to attend Memphis State University, switching to a career in medicine. He completed his undergraduate degree in 1995, then continued on to an ambitious MD-PhD program. In 2010, Dr. D would complete his his MD, PhD, and neuro, neurology – holy frig. I'm it's like,
1: not wicked and grim if we don't butcher <laughs> pronunciating words.
0: Oh, my gosh. All the time I'm like in my head, I'm like, you got this, you got this, and it's like Bleh. Okay. So he completed his neural neuro, – holy frig. Now I'm just <laughs> – it's just down. Neurology. <laughs> Neurosurgery is actually what I'm trying to say. And in my brain, it's like something totally different. So, sorry.
1: It's like getting neurons ram- in your neurological Yeah, maybe I brain need some work. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. So, neurosurgery. Reg- oh, man. Regency program.
1: I mean, that is a tongue twister and a half. I know. Say that three times fast. I dare anyone.
0: Anyway. Okay. So, he completed that, whatever the shit it was. <laughs> the, the University shit it was. of Tennessee um, Health Science Center. And he also completed a spine fellowship program at the Seams Murphy Clinic in Memphis.
1: Wow, that's that's some education.
0: So he he did get educated, right? Yeah. After grad- graduating, Doctor D focused heavily on the PhD half of his degree, with his name appearing on several papers and patents. And he took part in a number of biotech startups. This would look really good on his already glowing resume. He would eventually decide to turn to neurosurgery, and it was an ex- as it was an extremely lucrative field. And he was five hundred thousand dollars in debt. So, I mean, not the most terrible of reasons to choose a field, because you know, money makes the world turn. Yeah, but there probably could have been better reasons for him to choose to go into
1: neurosurgery. Well, I mean generally people choose their occupation for an income so i'm I'm not gonna knock anyone if they'd go into a field for money
0: yeah but i feel like also with like the doc with doctors and nurses and stuff like generally they also have a desire to want to help people too
1: yeah true and it's not to say that maybe he didn't have that desire yeah he could have starting out he could have but i mean he- <sighs> Like you say, money makes the world go round.
0: It does. It unfortunately does. So he moved to Dallas and joined um, Baylor Regional Medical Center, referred to as Baylor Plano. Um, as a minimally, minimally invasive spine surgeon with a salary, his salary, you ready for this? Yep. 600 Gs per year plus bonuses. Oh. Wowzers. Can I have some dough like that? That's like a lot, eh?
1: Yeah. We could buy so much Halloween candy with that. I've been eyeing up that. We already buy so much Halloween Halloween candy, candy it's a problem. It's delicious.
0: Okay, so this brings us to Dr. D's first patient at Baylor Plano, which is Kenneth Fennell. After Kenneth's surgery, he was left with chronic pain. The reason for this being that good old Dr. D operated on the wrong part of his back.
1: Oh, the wrong part the of his back. The
0: wrong b- part of his back. And this, he did this often. Like literally does not diagnose where the pain is properly on what someone's the back. the The pain he was experience, experiencing was getting worse. So Kenneth needed a second surgery and he went back to Dr. D. I'm pretty sure I'd be like, fuck you. And this one would leave him paralyzed Jeez. after Dr. D removed a part of his back ephemeral nerve it took Kenneth months of rehabilitation to be able to walk with a cane still not being able to walk more than 30 feet or stand more than a few minutes without having to sit down
1: that that would be a lawsuit in a fucking half holy shit
0: yeah like he fucked him way up that's just the beginning so on December 30th 2011 Lee Passmore was referred to Dr. D by his pain specialist During the surgery, it was observed that Dr. D cut a ligament around Lee's spinal cord that wouldn't normally be touched during this type of procedure. He also misplaced hardware in his spine and stripped the screw that kept the hardware in place, making the device so it could not be removed. What the fuck? (laughs) Like, just you wait. Vascular surgeon Mark Howell who was assisting Dr. D with the surgery was so disturbed by his actions that he later vowed to never go into another operating room with this man.
1: Holy fuck. Wow. I'm like speechless.
0: And I, okay. I find that like so interesting because in my mind at this point, like this is a new doctor, like wouldn't he be getting reviewed or something? Cause that's a bold statement coming from another surgeon.
1: No kidding. And like, there's it's not like just one accident has happened so far this is we're already on multiple occasions Mm -hmm. why is nothing happening yet yeah have there at this point i'm sure you might get into this but have there even been any lawsuits yet no not as
0: far as i know
1: that might be why because it's like oh well it's not that big of a deal and there's nothing really to go against him Mm -hmm. it's like and it's sad to say as it is It's very much so similar to like rape victims. If someone is out there raping individuals, he's not going to go to prison or get caught or anything unless someone speaks up.
0: Right. And lots of these people didn't know that he had like prior incidents either. So they thought theirs was just a one-off and maybe it just went wrong or whatever. And then Dr. D was also like a very confident individual. So I think he could like get out of situations pretty easily.
1: Jeez. Holy fuck.
0: So Lee was left with chronic pain and had a difficult time walking. Not even a month later, in January of 2012, Barry M- Morguloff, I'm pretty sure is how you say that, would find himself on Dr. D's table, his procedure being a, fu- a s- spinal fusion. He had injured his back unloading trucks and could no longer walk without pain. Dr. D vowed to help him.
1: Oh, of course.
0: Barry Barry quoting, I can fix you, was like a magic word. Boom, that's all I heard. I thought that he was going to be the man to help me walk again. And just to say, si- I wanted to do a little side note. If you want to dig a little dip deeper into this case, there's a series on Peacock. Have you heard of that? I didn't know what that was at first, but I think it's like a streaming service in the U.S. And the series is called Dr. Death. And it has like some big names in there. Joshua Jackson. Do you know who that is?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm actually, I'm looking at it right now. Oh, gosh. Uh, I was, as you were talking, I'm like, I wonder if there's been a movie made this yeah. guy yet.
0: Uh, Christian Slater and Alec Baldwin, just to name a few. And I was initially so bummed because I was trying to find this and it didn't seem like it was available in Canada because the Peacock streaming thing is just US. Um, but then global, the global TV app has it.
1: And it's, the first episode air date was July 15th, 2021. So it's like new. Yeah,
0: it's this year. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there. And that show is based off um, a podcast series with the same name. So some of the quotes and stuff that I have in this is from um, articles from the Peacock docuseries. Just to throw it out there. I know what I'm doing this weekend. I'm going to watch that. I think it'd be so sweet. Okay. So now, during this procedure, there was yet another fellow doctor assisting in the surgery. His name was Randall Kirby. And he would say... Dr. D was performing at a first- or second-year neurosurgical resident level and had no apparent insight into how bad his technique really was.
1: Holy shit!
0: Yeah. He, Dr. Kirby, would later write to the Texas Medical Board that Dr. D had problems throughout the simple procedure, nicking the patient's vertebrae artery and having difficulty moving the plate into the proper place.
1: Like, yikes. This is literally something out of a fucking horror movie. Oh,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, did Dr. Death not give you well indication enough?
1: <laughs> I'm not... Okay, going into this so far, my expectation was, okay, Dr. Death, it was going to be something similar to... um, well, I can't remember her name, but that, that nurse that had... Oh, like,
0: Elizabeth Wetlaufer?
1: I was kind of expecting something like that, where he had this obsession with, like, killing people mm-hmm. on purpose. He's just... I think he's just shit at his job. Yeah, he he's just thinks he's all this and he's just not even close. He's just a fucking horrible doctor. Yeah. Which is alarming. I don't know if that's worse than someone who just is purposefully doing it or not. I don't know what should be worse.
0: Oh yeah. At first I was going to say someone purposely doing it, but then I don't know.
1: Because I mean, morally, clearly someone purposely injuring someone is worse. Clearly. But on a level of him talking to people and getting their hopes of, I can fix you. Yeah. And then not even having any sort of skills to even come close to backing that up.
0: Well, because at some point you got to know if you're bad at something too.
1: Yeah. Really, So right? he's he's giving all this hope to people and then just crushing
0: Crushing it. their dreams, making them worse than when they came in.
1: Yeah. So that that is horrible. Like, oh my God.
0: Yeah. So unfortunately... Here I go. Barry would end up with more pain than he began with and was left with no feeling in his left leg. Wow. He said he woke up and it felt like he'd been hit by a truck. He'd never experienced pain of this type. Barry was also left with bone fragments from his vertebrae lodged into the nerves of his back.
1: Holy fuck. And pain
0: now rules his life.
1: Holy shit.
0: At a follow-up appointment, Barry had with Dr. D... Oops, he was showing clear signs. Dr. D was showing clear signs of being like high or in him what is that word? Inhibri-
1: inebriated? Inebriated. <laughs> inebriated. <laughs> Are you an inebriated? Yeah, I
0: am right now. Cause and this caused Barry to walk out. So like he was either like drunk or high or something. Wow. Like that's fucked. That that right there actually scares me more. I don't know. Could you imagine going and seeing a specialist and they're like not taking your appointment seriously and high on drugs or like drunk? Like, oh my gosh, I would just freak.
1: Yeah, fuck that.
0: So one very interesting tidbit is that a typical neurosurgery resident completes about a thousand operations during their training, which seems very fair to me because you're operating on some pretty sensitive areas, right? Mm -hmm. Like brain, spinal cord kind of thing. Yeah. Dr. D had done fewer than... Any guesses?
1: Uh, fewer than fifty.
0: Oh wow, you went that low. You're supposed to have a thousand.
1: I know, and I was just like, okay, like is this fifty um, with his with his skill level? I'm expecting he like just did
0: ten. Yeah. So he did um, fewer than a hundred.
1: Okay, well I'm not that far off.
0: I know, but I actually didn't think you'd go that low. So the fact because I was like
1: shocked. Well, he's pretty shit, so.
0: Okay, so how is this possible, you may ask? Well, Dr. D suffered from substance abuse, and it was brought forward to the University of Tennessee following an anonymous complaint that came in. He was ordered by the university to take a drug test, but somehow was able to get out of it. He was then sent to a program for impaired physicians, but still allowed to complete his surgical training It's unclear how thorough his training exactly was.
1: Holy fuck.
0: So So the system just fed him. It kind of seems like he slipped through the cracks lately. But that's just like, that is just some, oh, I mean, no doctors, I guess, should slip through the cracks. But that's like one specialty that I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, ugh. It's up there with like kneecaps and eyeballs to me
1: what do you mean it's up there with Nick and eyeballs
0: having to like research about spinal cords oh, like is cringy cringy i can't do it
1: not, that's not cringy that's just like gross
0: well there's certain body parts that i'm just like Ugh, about okay so dr d's next victim who i mentioned earlier when sharing kelly's story would be jerry summers jerry was actually one of dr d's closest friends which i'm Find incredibly interesting because if you knew you were shitty at something, like a shitty surgeon, would you actually offer to help your friend like they were close friends? Or does that just show how overconfident and how much of a sociopath he really was?
1: That one. Definitely that one.
0: Jerry had chronic neck pain from a car accident, so had asked his friend for help. Boy, was that the wrong decision because when he woke up, Jerry would find himself a quadriplegic. Doctors who later reviewed the case determined that Dr. D had damaged Jerry's vertebrate artery during the surgery, which caused significant bleeding. What Dr. D did to stop the bleeding was pack the space with so much gel foam that it constricted Jerry's spine. And basically, from what I could find, the gel foam was like a super absorbent compressed sponge to help kind of clot blood. And you can leave some of it in the body, but not an excessive amount like he had. And this part is like, ugh, really gross. He had also removed so much of Jerry's bones, bone, that his head was no longer secure to his body. What? What? Like, it's just, it's just, it's too much.
1: Holy shit. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Reading that, I was almost like, this has to be like a joke. Like, this is just too too far. Wow. Too far. Jerry saying, as soon as he had woke up, I couldn't move my arms or my legs. It felt like a big pile of bricks, bricks is on your body and your head is sticking out. I knew something was wrong. He was in intense pain and I imagine like scared as hell. Yeah. And he was the only thing he had left, his voice to call for help. He lived to share his story, but it's been reported that Jerry had passed away earlier this year due to an infection connected to his status of being a quadriplegic.
1: Wow! Oh my god, that is horrible.
0: And so, like at the time that they, I don't know, caught Doctor D, I guess that that death wasn't even like within his Rap rolling. Sheet sort yeah, of thing. yeah. But cool. so that's an incident that later happened, right? Wow. So after this incident, Dr. D was instructed to perform only minor procedures. I don't even know exactly what that means, but in my opinion, at what point can he just have his license taken away, please? Yes, (laughs) no kidding. But I'm sure the process to remove a doctor from doctor status would be lengthy, take a whack of time, and cost a lot of money, all which medical facilities may not have. Kelly Martin who I shared her story at the very beginning was his next surgical patient back back from his little hiatus there, I guess. And in order to perform her surgery, he had to pass a psychology evaluation, um, which he obviously did.
1: How did he pass though? Well, he wasn't like crazy. You sure about that? (sighs) He sounds pretty fucking nuts to me. And now after Kelly's
0: incident, incident surely you'd think this has to be the end but it's not the hospital he was working at at the time Baylor Plano um well they conducted an investigation on Dr. D and found that he would need to be let go as he failed to meet their standards of care obviously but instead of firing him it's reported that he voluntarily resigned and because of it being a voluntary resignation um the hospital was not required to report Dr. D's actions to the National Practitioner Data Bank or the Texas Medical Board, therefore having none of his malpractices tracked.
1: Wow.
0: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people
1: are the easy button, right? Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me.
0: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story.
1: In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Just, I mean, yeah, okay, sure, it's easier. Okay, he resigned. It's easy on us. But now, like... The shitstorm you just caused for other people.
0: Yep.
1: Holy fuck. Is that... Oh, wow.
0: I feel like they don't have to report it, but can they still (laughs) report it? Yeah. But then there was something about there that they didn't want to be, like, sued because he could potentially then come back and, like, sue them and then... If it was wrongful, like reporting, then I don't know. The, the hospital, like, they don't want lawsuits, right? I think they probably already don't have a lot of money or something. I don't know. But still, there has to just be something, like, you're conscious. You just have to report it. Do you not?
1: Yeah, because it's, you're you're dealing with people's lives. Simple yeah. as that. And it's not even like you're dealing with people's lives literally right now. You're dealing with people's lives in the future that are going to mm-hmm. be in the hands of this person. Fucking crazy guy. Oh my. Like Like this case is fucked.
0: It's an ethics thing really at at some point. Yeah. So he rather just continued his career elsewhere in the state. He moving on quite quickly, actually, to the Dallas Medical Center where he was allowed to begin operating immediately. Holy fuck. Grant you. He was only granted temporary privileges while his references were checked out. But in that time, he was still able to do quite some damage. Floella Brown would be his next victim. Floella was a banker who was about to retire and was hoping to ease her worsening back pain going into retirement. It initially seemed like her procedure was going well, but again, she started having excessive bleeding to the point where Dr. D was complaining he couldn't see. There was so much blood.
1: Holy shit. I... Oh...
0: Are you okay? Like you actually seem so agitated. I'm <laughs> extremely
1: there. agitated on this one. Like I can't pick my jaw up off the fucking floor.
0: Like you seem so comfortable. Is there another reason you're uncomfortable?
1: No. Like I'm, I'm physically comfortable in my little fucking beanbag up in this loft. But this case is just so fucked.
0: Because your like agitation levels are almost like causing me to be agitated. Because I'm like, is everything okay? But you're I...
1: so distraught. <laughs> I just don't understand how he can just keep doing this. Yeah. Like physically from a, his standpoint of like, I am hurting so many people. He should at one point just be like, holy fuck, I'm a shit doctor. I should probably either a go back to school because I know I slipped through the cracks Mm -hmm. and learn this properly or B I should step down. And the other side of it being that like, when is someone gonna be like, dude, you are killing people and fucking up people's lives so much? Stop. Yeah. But nothing is happening.
0: I know, because at least at least with like Elizabeth Wettlaufer, she never got caught. Her she was, I think, overdosing people with insulin is if yeah. I'm remem- yeah. remembering correctly. And so it would just it totally slipped through the cracks and no one else knew that she was doing a terrible job. But in these situations, he is a room full when he's doing surgeries. And like everyone can see There's, how terrible of a job he's doing. It's
1: witness after witness after witness and yeah. no one's doing anything. Yep. No one's saying anything. Yep. And okay. it's, it's just people's lives and it's just, it fucking hurts. Holy shit. I'm sorry. This is real. This I've, we've done some fucked up cases that have gotten to me. And this is probably one of the ones that have gotten to me the most. <laughs> this is up there with Junco uh, Junko for, uh, for Tura f- with, for me. Yeah, like it seems like
0: it. Holy moly, Ben. Wow. Okay, so back to
1: it. <laughs> sorry, sorry.
0: Rather than ab- abort the surgery, he continued on. They closed F- Floella up and had her move to recovery, where she later was visited with family, reporting that she had felt okay. But by the next morning, she had taken a turn for the worse. Her body had started convulsing, and she lost consciousness. Dr. D, who they were trying to reach, could not be reached for hours. And that thing pisses me off because it's like, if you're doing surgeries and you have people in recovery, I mean, I know like you don't want to be working 24-7, blah, 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 but that's the job that you signed up for. Yeah. And you need to be available if something like, goes south there.
1: If I may go off slightly here as an mm-hmm. example of a good doctor who is available for mm-hmm. you um of all doctors names my dentist's name uh is Dr. Payne P A Y N E true story his legitimate name
0: mm-hmm.
1: um i got my wisdom teeth pulled when i was younger and
0: f- i was just going to say friday, on a friday the, 13th.
1: the 13th nonetheless by Dr. Payne um he's a really good dentist really good guy re- takes really good care and very careful awesome dentist when i got my wisdom teeth pulled he was off on vacation or a wedding or something, he was out of the province, across the fucking country. He called me while he was not on on the job to see how my recovery was doing.
0: Mm-hmm. And not that that getting wisdom teeth isn't a big deal, but compared to these kind of surgeries, yeah. it's not it's not a really a big deal. Yeah. So that's impressive.
1: Like the dentist stood aside from I can't remember if I think it was a wedding. He stood aside from the wedding. Called my mom to ask how my recovery was going.
0: Which is amazing.
1: That's what a good surgery a surgeon mm-hmm. should be doing.
0: Totally. Totally. So he finally rolled into the hospital late. Late for an elective surgery that he had. And instead of canceling that elective surgery to attend to Floella, who was not doing well, he proceeded with his new surgery. Unfortunately, Floella would later die. She was moved to another hospital When Dr. D was finally willing to transfer her as a patient, but it was ultimately too late. She had been without oxygen for too long that her brain was dead and she'd ultimately died from a stroke and massive blood loss. A neurosurgeon was hired to review the case and found that Dr. D had both pierced and blocked Floella's vertebral artery vertebrae, sorry, artery, with a misplaced screw. It was also found that he was operating on the entirely wrong area and misdiagnosed the source of pain.
1: This is horrific.
0: Okay, the next one, Mary... Efford, I think, would be last name would be his next victim, and she was one. She was the one that Doctor D was operating while Floella was basically dying. Right? Mm-hmm. She was a seventy-one year old woman, but Doctor D was distracted during her surgery. Reports saying he was preoccupied with the thoughts of Floella, which is interesting since he decided to go ahead with Mer- Mary's surgery. Yeah. While doing so, he struggled to put the necessary hardware in Mary incorrectly placing it in muscle rather than bone causing her to later wake up in agonizing pain and unable to move her legs another s- <laughs>
1: oh my gosh. what the fuck?
0: I can't even look I can't even look at you how, how can you, your face <laughs>
1: how can you mistake muscle for bone
0: I don't know but it does get worse So another surgeon, Robert Henderson, was called in to try and repair the damage. He said, immediately upon opening the patient's prior scar, I could see a screw penetrating that drool sac, I don't really know what that is, from the left side of the body. But it was just wobbling there. So... A screw was wobbling there. It was like somebody just threw some tinker toys in there or an erector set in there. I had absolute zero comprehension of how this surgeon could think that he had done this procedure correctly.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. So, unfortunately, there are other hospitals and other victims. I'm not going to go through all of them since this is... Going to just be a one-parter episode, but there's a few more cases I wanted to briefly note. So this is some bullet points of a bunch of shit. So just prepare yourself.
1: Oh god, I'm gonna have to breathe deep for this. Okay, give me give me like a, a countdown here.
0: Three, <sighs> two, one.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm good. I'm buckled up. Let's do this.
0: Okay, so he cut part of a patient's spinal cord, leaving him unable to m- move anything on the right side of his body, saying to him, I don't know why you're like this. Everything went perfectly in there. What? What? <laughs> he caused Marshall Muse, an avid runner, um, to spiral into addiction losing his job and splitting from his wife because he was in so much pain after his operation. And instead of correcting whatever friggin' error he made, he instead prescribed him so much pain medication that when trying to get it filled for a second time at the pharmacy, the pharmacist refused to fill it because it was going to be harmful to him. So he just prescribed him so much pain meds that it pretty much caused an addiction.
1: Wow. And so
0: this guy had ruined his friggin' life He cut another patient's vocal cords during her procedure, leaving her barely able to speak. He left Philip Mayfield unable to walk. He was taken to a different hospital, receiving a new doctor, but told the damage done by Dr. D was irreversible. He, this is super sweet, didn't accept this outcome and told them, Yes, I will walk again. I have a life that I have to live. I have three boys I need to raise. And he was right. He eventually did regain his ability to walk after intense rehab, which I just love because that's just like an outcome of positive thinking and mind over matter, hey?
1: Is that our badass of the day right there?
0: I think it probably is because he basically got a really shitty diagnosis and
1: overcame it. Really shitty doctor.
0: He still walks with a cane and lives with chronic pain, but he can walk when they basically said, you know, you wouldn't be able to.
1: That something like that. That's inspiring as fuck. Just got to say like, good on that guy.
0: I know. I do think a lot of times things can be mind over matter too. Right. But Mm -hmm. like, it's hard to get to that mindset too, where you're like, I can overcome this when people are telling you, you can't like, yeah. So that's an incredible person. Um, This is really unfortunate though, but I am going to say it. He unfortunately did die earlier this year from COVID. Oh, Um, He, years later, had continued to receive treatments to relieve the pain that Dr. D caused, and this caused him to be vulnerable to to the virus.
1: So technically, Dr. D still got to him in the end.
0: There's another one, yeah. Oh, fuck. So Dr. D's final surgery would be on Jeff Glidewell. And this day started with Dr. D being three hours late for his surgery.
1: Holy shit.
0: Arriving to the hospital by cab. So it's not like he was just in another surgery or something. Jeff was having a bad feeling about going ahead with the surgery, but his wife had reassured him and wanted him to go ahead with it. That's gut feeling, right? Those gut feelings. Oh, yeah. But it- then honestly, if you're at the hospital, like, and prepped and stuff, like, to back out of that would be a ballsy Yeah, that's true.
1: That's true. Most
0: people wouldn't do that. Uh, So, but once Jeff would wake up and find himself in more pain than before the surgery, also super wild, Dr. D, this is where it gets interest. Like where I said more wild.
1: This is where it gets more wild? Holy fuck. Okay. Dr.
0: D told Jeff's wife that they had to abort the surgery because he discovered a tumor that he felt could be cancer. That tumor-like thing just ended up being a muscle. What? <sighs> like he really just does. Ha- he has no idea what he's doing. Like I feel. I almost feel like I could research and probably do a surgery better.
1: In a sense. Have you ever watched The Simpsons? I'm pretty sure you've. Yeah. Do you know like Dr. Nick? I don't know. You don't, okay. Dr. Nick is just like the world's shittiest fucking doctor. This dude reminds <laughs> me of Dr. Nick.
0: <laughs> on the Simpsons show? Yeah. Maybe that seems inspired it.
1: Maybe. Because, like, on The Simpsons, Dr. Nick is like doing botched back alley surgeries all the time. And even one point he's like, the hip bone's connected to the leg bone, leg bone's connected to my wristwatch. Uh oh. <laughs> like that sort of stuff. And that's what this reminded me of. Like, this, oh, we had to back out because there's a tumor. That's a muscle. It's a muscle. Like, oh, oh my, my God.
0: So even though he aborted the surgery, he still ended up leaving Jeff with a hole in his esophagus. He took out a nerve, cut an artery and left a sponge inside of his body.
1: Again, Dr. Nick, it might as well be a fucking wristwatch. Like, Oh my, like, Oh, this guy. <laughs>
0: Dr. Randall Kirby was rushed in days later to repair Dr. D's damage. Kirby described what he did to Jeff as attempted murder. And because this wasn't the first time, he felt they had a serial killer on the loose in their medical community. Jeff would spend months in the hospital recuperating from the surgery that ne- that nearly killed him. Wow. This would have Dr. D's medical license finally
1: suspended. Good. Wait, suspended, not revoked. Suspended. Revolved?
0: And later... And you just can't wait, can you? In December of 2013, it would be permanently
1: revoked. Good. Good. Yep. 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 Too little too late though. Oh, there's too late. That was
0: 38 too many people. Like. 38? Well, so remember at the very beginning, he had 38 victims and 33 of them got (laughs) fucked up. Right. 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 So like he should have been operating on a freaking single person. Wow. Both doctors, Randall Kirby and Robert Henderson, who I've mentioned at times above, doctors who were called in to fix Dr. D's mistakes, were crucial in bringing Dr. D down. Good. And apparently it's very rare for doctors to turn on each other in this way. It's not something that happens often.
1: Well, I mean, if someone's doing these botched jobs so much and so prolifically... Uh, good thing they're coming in.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, no, it just shows those ones are in it for the right reasons, right? Mm-hmm. So after this, life or Dr. D would fall would fall apart. Sorry, I just said would fall, but like that doesn't even make sense, but it basically would fall apart. And rightfully so. He started drinking too much, shoplifting hundreds of dollars worth of items. This got him arrested. He declared bankruptcy after listing debts of over $1 million. Whoa. Got a DUI, among other things. So, like, life really took a turn for him. In the meantime, prosecutors were working with both Dr. Kirby and Dr. Henderson to find a way to formally charge Dr. D which would be a challenge. They needed to prove that Dr. D's actions were willful and intentional as defined by the Texas law.
1: Well, that is kind of the, uh, the fine line we're walking on this case though, because maybe he really just thinks he's doing a good job and clearly he's not, he shouldn't be doing it, Mm -hmm. but maybe he just really thinks that he's just helping these people and he's not aware that he's just that much of an idiot.
0: Yeah, I think so. So like it's, it it was, it's challenge, right? Yeah. And I hate to say this, but almost thank goodness for Dr. D's downward spiral, because this was a process for them to figure out. And it was feared he could move elsewhere and still theoretically get a medical license, apparently. So it's a good thing that he was doing this downward spiral, not just like trying to figure out how he could go work somewhere else. Mm -hmm. After interviewing dozens of Dr. D's patients and their survivors, it became very clear that his actions were indeed criminal and imprisonment would be the only option to prevent him from practicing medicine again. In July 2015, approximately a year and a half after his license was revoked, Dr. D would finally get arrested and charged with six felony counts of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, Five counts of aggravated assault causing serious bodily injury, and one count of injury to an elderly person. That was Mary. She was the 71-year-old. Mm-hmm. The last charge of injury to an elderly person was put on a high priority as it was provided as it would provide the widest sentencing range. Dr. D could face up to life in prison if convicted of this. They also believed that charge would be easily to more easily to prove in court. However, the main goal of the trial was to achieve a sentence long enough to ensure Dr. D would never be able to pra- practice medicine again. Held in the Dallas country Dallas country jail for almost two years, finally in 20, 2017, twenty seventeen, Dr. D was tried tried for the charge of injury to an elderly person first. Many of Dr. D's patients were called to stand at the trial. And according to Dr. D's lawyers, this this isn't, you need to listen to this.
1: Oh, I'm listening.
0: Dr. D had not realized how poorly he had performed as a surgeon he, until he heard the prosecution experts tell the jury about his many blunders, On the operating table.
1: That's the scariest part of all this.
0: Like bizarre. He had like no actual idea how bad it was, I guess.
1: He had no idea how terrible he was at this. Yeah. Yeah. Like did he
0: think that that was most doctors like rapport? That they, 87% of their patients were fucked?
1: Well, he probably just like did the job and like, oh, it is what it is. It's not me. It's your recovery. It's not me. It's it's you dealing with pain that's normal like think of it this way how often how many of us go to work and we just have like that one coworker or someone we've run across who just does such a bad job and they just don't even notice they don't even care they don't even seem to realize how ridiculous they're fucking up all the time
0: and now imagine that person's a doctor (laughs) yeah
1: imagine that person getting into the shoes of a doctor's Uh. position that's all it is. There's many people out there that do this sort of thing all the time. Yeah. It's just on a ridiculous scale with people's lives. at A stake. scale
0: that literally affects people's lives. And that's the terrifying part. Yeah. Dr. D's defense was poor training and lack of oversight by the hospitals. After 13 days of trial, the jury needed only four hours to convict Dr. D for the charge of injury to an elderly person. On February twentieth, twenty seventeen, he was sentenced to life in prison. He was not. He will not be eligible for parole until twenty forty five, when he will be seventy four years old. Wow! Woot woot!
1: I mean, I I feel for him though too, because like I said, he had well, like you said, you he had no idea. Hmm. He had no intention of hurting these people. Clearly he was. Clearly he shouldn't have been in this position, but he was. Oh, this is a tough one. Yeah. Because it's, he didn't mean to. He was still doing it, but he wasn't meaning to. So yeah, he deserves reprimandation. Yeah, he should not be a doctor. Yeah, like all this is, I agree. Yes, something should happen. But this whole time he just thought he was saving people's lives. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Um, also all four hospitals that employed Dr. D to no surprise had ongoing civil cases against them. Um, okay. So one thing that too, that I ended up missing, I had it in my report and then now it's not there and I'm at the end and I'm like, where the hell is that statement? Cause this could affect, affect your opinion. Um, so in the courts, um, they had one piece of, I guess you'd call it evidence. And what it was is it was, a email that he had written to his former assistant who was his ex-girlfriend and like it's bad it says unfortunately you cannot understand that I am building an empire and I am so far outside the box that the earth is small and the sun is bright I am ready to leave the love and kindness and goodness And patience that I mix with everything else that I am, and become a cold-blooded killer. What? Yeah. So this this ex-girlfriend had submitted this, and that's what it said. So in my uh, he was I don't think he was doing his job right, and it almost did come across like he didn't realize he was doing it right. But then if you read that. It's almost like he did know and didn't give a shit.
1: Unless, because I mean, there's no context with that. There isn't. And I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Maybe he's just, because what if this email is around the time of when there's like, he's getting kicked out of hospitals and some doctors are... He could be frustrated. He could be frustrated and he could not even be talking about his, his patients. He could just be like, oh, I just want to go like murder someone. I want to go punch this guy in the face. Like people say that stuff out of anger quite frequently. I, I want to fucking shoot that dude. Yeah. That could be something like that. It and it was not...
0: to a loved one, right?
1: Yeah. So it could maybe not have anything to do with his, his patients. Yeah. If it does have anything to do with his patience, then yeah, fuck everything I said. This guy's every fucking intention. He's a fucking horrible person. Like fuck him. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But we don't know. That's the only problem.
0: And the other thing too that I hadn't put in there, but it had said when he was growing up and he was playing all, all the on those football teams and stuff, right? And his teammates would say like that he Like it didn't really football didn't necessarily come naturally to him, but then he put like so much effort into there into it, and there would be drills that he would just like repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat until he like would get it, but he still wouldn't even almost get it as as much as the other players, Mm -hmm. and so I think like he almost seemed like he has this drastic need to like do well at everything, but then he can't accept when he doesn't do it well.
1: Yeah, that's very possible. If
0: that makes sense. It you know? makes sense. So I don't know. It's it's just super shitty because there's a lot of people that are probably regretting their decisions of getting help when they actually did need those that help. And I hate like I just having to think that those they lost lives and now they're like paralyzed or something like that. And they were literally just trying to get help.
1: Yeah. This dude fucked up a lot of lives. Yeah. And you fucked up my life by introducing me to this episode because holy fuck.
0: Yeah, you don't seem like you're going to be the same. You're never going to be able to get surgery or anything, eh? Yeah, probably not. (laughs) Not going to trust a soul.
1: (laughs) Probably not. Well, that was one hell of an episode, babe. Mm -hmm. Good job, good research, and fuck that dude. Yep. Wow.
0: So until then.
1: Make sure you guys check out our Instagram, our Facebook, our Patreon page. I'll link below, and we'll see you next time.
0: And until then, stay wicked.